0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The ACC football schedules came out yesterday. In general, that gives you – it's a big shoulder shrug for me, okay? You're not a schedule person. I'm not a schedule guy. I don't know why we need a two-hour schedule reveal I do enjoy some of the schedule videos that the schools put out or how NFL teams make it this huge social media event with some really creative things. Shout-out to Duke. Duke, a little, little poking fun at Clemson where they had one of their players you know, going out into the tunnel, slapping a, basically a, a cinder block instead of Howard's Rock, and is running out into the field. And they're going to play Clemson first. Ha, ha, ha. Of course, Clemson fans didn't know how to process this. Oh, yeah, it's great bulletin board material. I don't know. I Like, have a sense of fun, guys. Jeez. It wasn't like they were taking shot shots. They were just, hey, cool. Be playing at Clemson. Got it. Anyway. The only reason why I was interested in the schedule reveal last night was because North Carolina head coach Mack Brown, during some press availability earlier, said, oh, The schedule is unfair. You'll see why when they unveil the schedule. I'm thinking, what the hell did they do to Mac Brown, and Carolina? Like, is it, you know, does somebody have a sick sense of humor and give them nothing but Atlantic teams just to see what it would be like to be NC State? That can't be it, right? So I look at the schedule. I'm like, okay, cool. They open up the year against South Carolina and Charlotte. We knew that. Cool, got it. They've done this before, not that big of a deal. Then they host App State. All right, that's the back end of that home-and-home. Home. Uh, they were they went up the mountain last year. Got it. App comes here. They're at home. And then they have a home game against Minnesota. Okay. Then they go to Pitt. Then they have an open date. And they're back home against Syracuse, home against Miami, and home against Virginia. They play once, once, a true road game once in two months, essentially. Because then they go back on the road Saturday, October 28th at Georgia Tech. Again, I'm looking at this going, what's the problem? What's the problem? All right, then they got Campbell at home. All right, it's freaking November. What's the issue? Aha! Aha! Now I know why Mac looked at the schedule and went, this is unfair. Because in the the span of three weeks, Carolina's got a home game against Duke on the road at Clemson, and then they close out the year on the road at Carter-Finley Stadium. So that's Two rivalry games as the bread to your at Death Valley sandwich. And I guess that's why Mac Brown's upset. Is that it? Because he got back to back road games to close out the year against the toughest team in the ACC versus the rival that has been getting over on you in some pr- pretty dramatic ways the last couple of years? That- this is it? This-, this is what's unfair. To
1: be clear, Carolina has not had to play Clemson every year. Yeah, yeah. Right? I know. I know. I know. Clemson's 60 and 5 in the league mm. since 2015. So when Max said yesterday, you'll see what I'm talking about tonight. It won't take you long to figure it out. My first guess was, oh, I bet you they play Clemson and NC State in consecutive weeks. Oh, would you look at that? The team that hasn't regularly had to play Clemson is already complaining about where they play Clemson on their schedule already. That's like record time, Joe. They haven't even, They, they divisions are still, the 40 is still fresh on the grave of uh, the Coastal
0: Division. That uh, 48 fresh.
1: And, and Pat it's Narduzzi. It sat at room temperature for the whole day. Is Pat Narduzzi's right? over there going, so what? Just beat Clemson. Now you sound like a state fan. 60-5 mm. mm. and five in the league. Yeah, you think maybe it's yeah. a little bit of a disadvantage to play the best teams in the league every every year?
0: Hmm, but it, it, weird. Can't, it can't. just be that they're so It, weird. Can't, it can't be.
1: My guess here's it my here is be just Clemson. Here is, here is my guess. You see the Campbell game on there, and Carolina has now regularly tried to play their one double-A opponent before they play state, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are allowed one request to the, to the league office. Mm-hmm. For NC State, their request is they do not want to host a football game during the, the state fair, okay? So every year you get one request. Fine. My guess is Carolina's request was we prefer to have our final non-conference game to be before the finale against NC State. That would just be my pure speculative guess and when you don't get that request mm-hmm. it is difficult for you it, it i could see mac brown yesterday being like you know i don't think it's in his own head knowing what it was and no one else knowing what it was mm-hmm. probably being like hey there's there's 14 and five-eighths teams and they we all get one request that's basically granted 99 of the time now to just to head something off at the pass here you can't request an open date before you play Georgia Tech and Paul Johnson. That wasn't a real thing, mm-hmm. okay? You can't request an open date after you play Clemson. Basically, it has to be, for a long time for Carolina, it was, their preference was they don't want to play on Thursday nights, and they, they, when Duke was their home game, they wanted that game to be their finale. So for a long time, that was their request, mm-hmm. and it was met. So I could see frustration from take the names of the schools, take the names of the coaches out of it. Yeah, I could see a frustration. I'm being sincere, right? Makes now. Makes total sense. That hey man, the protocol basically is when you make your request, it's honored. Mm-hmm. So I could see him yesterday. Now, circumstantially, that's not going to stop me from kind of you know poking a little bit of fun on the twitters because state for all these years, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I know where you're going, so let's let's just get the numbers. Dave Doran is 6 and 4 against Carolina, right? That's the most important number by He's the way. He's 6 and 4 against Carolina. He's You can stop right there. He's 7 and 8 <laughs> against the rest of the Coastal Division. Yeah. Right? Or you can look at it this way. He started 1 of 5 against the Coastal. He's now 1 12 of the last 19 mm-hmm. against the Coastal. So so there's that. You flip that around. He's 1 and 8 against Clemson. Not good, obviously. Yeah. 24 and 24 against the rest of the Atlantic, which would be your argument. It's not necessarily Clemson that's been in State's way. It's no. been Boston College. Wake it's been Forest. Wake Forest. So, Forest. But to me, there's no way around that Clemson is 60-5 and five in the league over the last eight seasons. There's two separate conversations. Te- but that is a team, and I'll say this too, mm-hmm. to Max' point, if the, if this was his thought process, it's hard to reload the musket particularly if you pour it out for Duke, mm-hmm. which they had to this year, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you go down there and you probably want to get your the brakes beat off because you want to be totally focused for State, Yeah, right? Because if we go back and now look at teams after they play the Clemson, which is a loss, mm-hmm. they have a hard they time do. recovering, a real hard time recovering, yeah, and- which is what we saw with State, obviously, in 16 When they had a turnaround and played Lamar Jackson, and they just got completely and totally
0: embarrassed. There's two separate conversations about, and the one thing that I wanted to get away from in in the back and forth between divisions. You know, people in the Atlantic claiming it was difficult, difficult, difficult. No, it's just, it's Clemson's time, man. Clemson was difficult, but
1: at the beginning of it. Yeah. It was Florida State,
0: Clemson, and then you had the Lamar Jackson. But there's years. always going to be one Fair. team. That's Fair. the point. There's always going to be a one team that's going to be really hey, the beginning to of it, play. it probably was Virginia Tech. Maybe Because they had the best run of it in the,
1: at the first five years. So right the, now, it's play.
0: Clemson's time. And last year was a, a very big push by Clemson to remind everybody no no, 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 no. You had your opportunity. We're taking back these corners. And they ended up winning the ACC again. So I think there's two separate conversations. Now everybody has to play Clemson and deal with it. And I actually agree with Mac Brown when they, when they had lost to Clemson in the ACC championship yeah. game. What did he say? I forgot what the stat was. He's like, well, look at all the other teams that have lost to Clemson over time. He's right. It's not just an us problem. No. It's an everybody in the league problem losing yes. to Clemson. So he's absolutely right with that. And I do understand the issue of playing three of these games in a row to end the season. Particularly if you had asked for totally the Campbell
1: that. game to be the
0: penultimate game. Totally get that. But here's where I stop. Here's where I stop with this. The first thing is, you ain't the first coach in the triangle who's had issues in scheduling. I mean, do I want to go all the way back to Chuck Amato being all in his feelings because they had to go to Winston-Salem before they went to Ohio State? Speaking of requests, that was the
1: request for Philip Rivers' senior year. Did they we get it? Have, we are not playing Wake Forest. Did they get it? Before we go to Did Columbus. Did they get it?
0: Did they get it? No. no. <laughs> so Philip Rivers went to Wake Forest where it's always been a house of horrors. They lost that game, and obviously they go to the shoe and they lose too. But – Chuck was mad. Didn't get the didn't have it uh, granted. It happens. All the coaches deal with that. And I'll close on this. What do you like to say, Joe? If you're about that life, be about be that life. Be about that life. The whole point about Mac Brown coming back here was to elevate the football program, be taken seriously and contend. And if the ACC wants to be taken seriously and wants to contend, well, this is the kind of stuff you got to deal with from time to time, all right? You got to play top-notch football games. And execute and do it, and not just have everything kind of work out your way. No, you create your own access to a good season by going out and beating these teams. I agree with you. In Carolina's best-case scenario, they unload against Duke, get their ass handed to them at Clemson, which nobody expects them to win, and then they can come back, refocus the state. It might actually work out in your favor. Maybe. But yeah, I was very much like, this is unfair. I don't see what's unfair because I'll tell you what, that front part of that schedule, two thirds of your schedule, hey man, you're home. (laughs) So you should have a really good record, theoretically, by the time you take on Duke,
2: again, at home. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about
0: a 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose william peace university extra attention starts day one for career planning with their career services center find out all they have to offer at peace.edu is this battle terms i'm guessing
2: double dribble you got the amphibian part right Oh, Frogger? No.
0: No. Is this uh, teenage mutant teenage mutant ninja turtles? Yeah, the original. Oh, that's right, the original Nintendo How could there Nintendo be three version. games
1: with amphibians? Wow,
0: it was the hotness in the nineties, man. Deep hole. It was the hotness in this the
1: nineties. This
2: is
0: 90s. An eighty-nine
1: though. NES. Don't make me feel older than I already. Hey, I
2: was, had man. this game.
1: I would like a request, Miss Pac-Man, but the interlude, like after you clear the first two boards. That is the best. That's better than your golden eye, I think. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> man. And then the ghosts. We don't need cl- it. After we, don't, we don't need it now. After you did it, we're good. It's the OG. That's Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Opias. If you missed anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG Podcast. Apple, Spotify, you name it. We're there. Five I think it's stars and only. And they meet. I think that's what. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Uh, and joining us, I'm Easter, now, I'm the, <laughs> joining us on the efforting now, Cox. I'm efforting. Joining us on the Hyster Automotive Group Hotline, WREL. He's in Charlotte. It's Chris Lee. Chris, what up, man? What's
2: going on, guys? How you doing today?
0: So, did Frank Reich win the press conference?
2: Uh, um, I'm not sure. I, I think, um, I, I think from my standpoint, I think you, you kind of already knew what he, how he was going to go about everything. Um, I was more so personally looking for what David Tepper and Scott Fitterer were going to say, especially with the fact that, you know, they didn't hire Steve Wilkes. It was, uh, you know, Reich instead of Tepper. You know, Reich, I'm sorry, uh, Reich instead of Wilkes. Uh, Reich is definitely a likable guy. You could tell that he he knows his stuff. But um, I don't think, I don't think the, the press conference blew me away or anything like that. But we did hear from uh, David Tepper a little bit. Um, he wouldn't directly uh, address Steve Wilkes. he more so thanked him for a service, but he did say, and he admitted that um, he went about things the wrong way um, okay. the last time he hired a head coach and that he um, has he feels like he fixed his mistake with um, the way he went about this hiring process, which is probably why it took so long. We were wondering yeah. why it was, why it was taking him two and a half weeks and you know, he says he was in on every interview. He says that um, he, um, you know, thought that this process was a little bit better, and he got somebody with NFL experience and somebody who's not a, a CEO type. He said a CEO type is not right for the NFL. You need somebody who is a, an expert on either side of the ball, and he wanted an offensive expert, and that's what he got in Frank Wright.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's big. Happy birthday, Matt Rule. Uh, you were my biggest mistake. it's It's Matt Rule's is that, is birthday but. Yeah, today is his oh, birthday. Man. He's forty seven years old today. Uh, so happy birthday, Matt Rule. Uh, the guy who hired you said, whoops, my bad, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I mean, look, I wasn't expecting David Tepper to really address Steve Wilkes at all, especially when you consider that there is an active lawsuit from Brian Flores, the former Dolphins coach that Steve Wilkes is a part of. Wilkes right. also is under contract with the Panthers. I think there was – I forgot who reported it first, so apologies. But I, I guess the San Francisco 49ers were granted permission to talk to Steve Wilkes about their defensive coordinator position. So, Yeah. Or or to have a have a role with the with the 49ers. So I, I can see why Wilkes wasn't going to be much of a conversation. Plus, it's Frank Reich's day. And it, back to the press conference. I mean, I was making a half-hearted joke about whether or not he won the press conference because, as Gilio points out, nobody's going to remember what was said today if they don't get the quarterback right, and that's what this is really about. It doesn't matter who yep. the coach is if they don't get the quarterback position right. We're going to be back here in four years.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely right, and that was um, that was one of the themes for today, and um, you know the the feeling from Fitterer and Tepper is that a former quarterback. Um, who also has a a, a pretty good track record in in coaching quarterbacks, um, they feel like that person can potentially identify one. Now, they didn't show their hand as to, you know, if it's going to be draft, if they're going to acquire somebody through free agency or anything like that. Um, But ultimately, you know, Reich did say that uh, he would like somebody who has some sort of mobility and somebody that who can still, you know, with that mobility, still stand in the pocket because he felt like there's going to be about 10 plays in the game where that quarterback is going to have to stand in the pocket to make uh, the big time throws to get the teams to win. And he felt like that's going to be the, really the difference in the, in the Panthers winning or not. He says that he loves asked them directly. What did he think about this particular roster? And he said he liked the roster as it's constructed right now. And it's especially the run game. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that he, he brought up. And that was uh, a theme for him is he loved what was happening in the run game. Um, you know, with the Panthers this, this past season <clears throat> under Steve Wilkes. And so he um, he wants to build on that, but also have that quarterback who can not only add to that, but also stand in the pocket as well and, and toss it. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I know that the Senior Bowl is, is this week, and he's planning on heading uh, down there to Alabama uh, to maybe look at a few guys. So we'll we'll see what comes out of that. But really right now it's a waiting game. Uh, since free agency doesn't start until March and, you know, uh, the the draft isn't uh, late April.
1: Frank Reich introduced today as the Panthers' new head coach. Chris Lee, WRL, was down in Charlotte for that. And, Chris, uh, are, are you ready to compete? And are you ready to put the team first? <laughs> the, these pillars from Frank Reich, <laughs> my goodness, are earth, earth-shattering.
2: <laughs> Yeah, the coach speak was uh, was hilarious, man. He had his pillars, he had his five traits, and he had all these different things that he listed out. And um, I-, I couldn't help but to think, you know, I was looking at uh, Ike McQuannu, who was there, Jeremy Chen, uh, Dante Jackson, and wondering, like, what those guys were thinking at the time. Like, how much are they over hearing that type of stuff, <laughs> you know, and, and how much do they just really want to get out there and have somebody who could actually lead them. Uh, to wins after you know what they've probably been through. Matt Rowe. I'm sure they've had all kinds of different things <laughs> under rule, especially the OOU stuff. But um, yeah, um, you know, a- again, I I'd, I wasn't necessarily looking to be impressed. I don't know if I if I had to say if I was impressed or not. Uh, he's a, he's a likable guy, but I don't know if if I felt fired up as a Panthers fan. Uh, with it, it's more of a, a wait-and-see type of thing. Uh, and I don't know if any traits or pillars <laughs> could, could do that for me today.
1: Also with uh, David Tepper, I, I thought he he made himself look he, – he looked poor in the press conference to fire <laughs> Matt Rule. I, I suspect someone told him, hey, don't do that again, hence yeah. his brief appearance. And then he did take questions to his credit uh, on the side there. Did you have a chance to kind of get in, the, in a scrum with him? and and get a sense besides the uh, his Wilkes take? Did you get a, a better sense of maybe what led him down this path to Reich?
2: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was able to get into that scrum. And the the thing that I mostly came away with with David Tepper is, you know, he's still a little rough around the edges with the way he says things and the way he goes about things. But ultimately it feels like he's growing up as a NFL owner. <laughs> you know, he, he uh, made some mistakes. He kind of, you know, Knew he came in with a bunch of money. He, at, the, at one point, the, the richest owner in the NFL. And he just wanted to kind of throw it around and get his guy. And that's and it, ultimately how we ended up with rule. He you know, admitted he was wrong with uh, that particular hire. And, uh, and then he basically was saying, like, look, I'm going to go to some uh, owners' meetings in the off season. There's going to be some rule changes, and those rule changes are going to help the offense out. And that's what happens every single year. So because of that, we need to have somebody who has their pulse on offense, who can make it work on the offensive end, and that's why. Um, without putting any other candidate down, he just felt like Frank Reich had a more detailed plan as to how to go about things, how to um, – which coaches to go after as far as, you know, building his, uh, building his uh, staff um, and how to – uh, effectively get a, get the Panthers rolling on offense and becoming one of the top offenses. And that's, that seems to be what made Reich stand out over everyone else, including Steve Wilkes. And uh, Steve Wilkes was just kind of uh, in an unfortunate situation, doing a really good job. But being uh, a defensive-minded guy, uh, it wasn't what what Tepper wanted at this point.
0: Chris Lee, WRAL-TV, We will watch you tonight uh, with uh, live coverage, updates from Charlotte on the announcement of Frank Wright officially the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you Friday, man.
2: Yes, sir. See. You you fix your home up we are the Designery North Raleigh located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza we would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com
0: and check us out on YouTube you can look up our YouTube channel look up 99.9 the fan Raleigh on YouTube hit that subscribe button all right so we know Frank Reich is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers Adam Schefter breaking some news on Twitter in the last 10 minutes or so The reason why the San Francisco 49ers were interested in talking to Steve Wilkes is because their current defensive coordinator is going to leave for the Houston Texans. to Shafter, now former 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans, and the Houston Texans have reached an agreement on a six-year deal. So that's your new Texans head coach. Meanwhile, it looks like Sean Payton will be coaching next season. I was starting to believe that that Sean Payton really enjoyed the engagement, that Fox really enjoyed having Sean Payton on set to talk about these vacancies, that, that ultimately he would be back in the broadcast booth next season. But no. According to Schefter, the Saints and the Broncos are finalizing a compensation in return for Sean Payton. Clears the way for Payton to sign with the Broncos to be their next head coach. Compensation includes Denver's 2023 first-round pick and next year's second-round pick for Sean Payton and the Saints' 2024 third, apparently. So, again, that's Denver's 2023 first-round pick and next year's second-round pick for Sean Payton and the Saints' 2024 third-round pick.
1: These are very fascinating.
0: Um, You said before we're a local show.
1: Yeah. I'm about to get hyper local on you. Let's do it. Because Carolina did something that I think is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Karen Shelton was the field hockey coach for 42 years. Yes. Right? Amazing. National titles, you name it. Their best player the last four years was Aaron Matson. Mm-hmm. Do you know who they named the head coach today? Aaron Matson. She's 23. Hey, man. Because they want Bubba, smart dude that he is. He's like, yeah, I'm going to hire someone who's going to be here for 40 years. That's what I want to do. <laughs> she knows who's that got win? a better resume than her
0: you can't think of one honestly that's amazing does her eligibility officially run out though
1: <laughs> if she was a player coach <laughs> that would be bonkers that would be bonkers no i think she did use the COVID year last year
0: okay i mean i don't know i mean i don't know but yeah that's the other head coaching news uh, 23 years out. old 23 years dennis. old. dennis See when when people
1: in their forties do something, it makes yeah. me feel bad. But when Dennis is in his thirties, yeah, okay. and now when you see somebody being twenty three being a head coach, you, you know, that's it's a little bit of a kick.
2: She beat me by two years.
0: Yeah, twenty three. Sorry. Yeah, when I was at, when I got my first head coaching job I was at, me- at Methodist. I was twenty five. Twenty five. Look at you, Cox. Yeah, it's a young it's a young person's game. <laughs> it definitely, is. Yeah. it's a young person's game. Well, look, I mean, what is it? There are NFL head coaches that are younger than me. And yeah. I have, I'm like, Guh. that that hits, that hits. So, um, you know, I'm now well beyond the forty under forty list. You know, I never made one. Did you ever make one? No. Come on, buddy. No, we never <laughs> made them.
2: I've got time.
0: Yeah, you
1: got you got some time, Cox. Yeah, there was no That's like, good.
0: there was no triangle business journal. Like, oh, you know, Joe Obias, forty under forty. Nah, that never happened. Sports business journal. Yeah, no, that 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 never happened. I never made any of those lists. So when I finally hit 40, it was like, oh, well, is there a 50 under 50? What about a 60 under 60? Can we go 70 under 70? Nah, we ain't going to do that. Anyway, there's your uh, head coaching updates. We got Frank Reich officially introduced today. The San Francisco 49ers have asked for permission to talk to Steve Wilkes. That's because their defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, agrees to a six-year deal to be the Houston Texans head coach. Good for Ryan's getting six years out of the Houston Texans because otherwise, why would anybody want that job given what they've been doing the last couple of years? And it looks like Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos are going to come to some sort of agreement after the Broncos and the Saints have worked out trade parameters. About Sean Payton, I'm surprised he's taking the job. Because the the problem that the the Broncos have is what are you going to do with Russell Wilson? Is Russell Wilson suddenly how much of that was Nathaniel Hackett last year and how much of that was just Russell Wilson has crossed the Rubicon, if you will?
1: You're saying the problem as if there's only one. There's a lot of problems. I mean, on this program yesterday, you were uh, celebrating Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Is, is he going? somewhere no or do you, not, you still no. gotta play him twice Yeah, you, you gotta play him oh, it's, a, okay. it's a
0: it's a difficult division she's justin herbert he's still nope. still there still there still there All and right. i'm glad you brought up justin herbert because one of the reasons why people were speculating that he was going to come back to the broadcast booth is because that he really covets coaching justin herbert and we know that it's only a matter of time before they get mr overthinker out of the paint because they keep coming up short but also i kind of want to be there when russ and Sean meet for the first time.
1: Kinda want to be there for that. Cause Sean is Bill Parcells, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> there are some people who get mad at me sometimes. And I had to say that they were over at NC State. I was like, You worked with Jim Harbaugh, right? And you're <laughs> mad at me for what now? <laughs> like, huh? So I mean let's be honest. Russ didn't love Tom O'Brien. So and, uh, yeah, I'm true. not saying Sean Payton is, is is a total taskmaster, but he, he, he did learn uh, from
0: Bill Parcells.
1: I'm, I'm Okay, be, It's good it's an so, interesting
0: it's an interesting dynamic to hey, say at uh, least.
1: Hey Russ, we're gonna need you here for off season workouts. Uh, you know. Gotta go take some batting <laughs> practice. Or is that over? I think that's a rap. Okay.
0: I think that's a wrap. Woo! Maybe he hits up Mike Burling with the, uh, we, the Bulls. He's like, hey, hey, hey. We should send Sean a link to the podcast. I yeah, hey. probably should have sent
1: it to him before.
0: Yeah, I know. Better, better late than never. But I don't know. Maybe he hits up Burling. He's like, hey, hey, you got a, you got a spot for me on the Bulls? You got a spot? You want to sell some tickets? I'm back. Kyle Wilson's there. One I know. One of his friends. I know. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice